What's going on, guys? I'm back from Impact 2022. Uh, it was an awesome event over in Pennsylvania, and I wanted to share with you my opening speech that I did for the event. It was a great uh, event overall, and this specific talk was on the power of making powerful decisions for a greater impact, something that I am extremely passionate about. Hopefully, you can tell uh, as you listen to this speech. And I'd love to hear your feedback on it. So if you got something out of this speech, reach back out to me on Instagram at Contractor Coach. Send me a message somewhere. Let me know what you thought. And uh, I'm going to play that for you right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards, Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I think that's everything. I'll get that so you can hear from the man, Tanner. Let's give it up. totally different so um, you know I had some thoughts and I had some ideas of what I was going to give to you all today because that's what I'm here to do uh, my vision for what you get out of my talk is that you go from where you are to where you want to be and I'm going to give you some tools to help you get there through my own experiences in business and in life um, I want to start off by introducing myself but before I do that I want to thank Corey uh, for what she put together here I mean this is five months in the works from what I know about it but I believe this is a 10-year journey that she's taken and I actually had the pleasure of listening to Corey's speech at the PCA Expo and if you guys could only understand uh, what all went into to what exactly you guys are being a part of right now um, I'm sure you're already blown away but you'd be even more blown away so let's one more time please give it up for Corey for putting this together. Tanner Mullen and uh, for those of you who know me thank you for joining me today I appreciate your support and for those of you that don't I own a painting business in Ocala Florida and I also own a software called Drip Jobs so uh, not only that I'm very heavily involved in the painting community I run a 120,000 never dull painting contractor group <laughs> on Facebook anybody in that group anybody here Oh my goodness! It's good to have you guys in the uh, in the building today. So, um, you know, what a, what a, what an honor to come to you today and talk about mindset. And I believe mindset is uh, is so important to how we operate our businesses, but our lives. But even more of a responsibility to to master our mindsets in a way because all of us here have a responsibility to the people that work around us and work with us. And for that, I believe this is a good topic to start off on, especially because how we interpret some of the different things that we're gonna learn here uh, in this event for the next three days. And my goal is to help you see it in a different way than you may have seen it if I weren't here. And I wanna create an impact in all of your lives. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So um, why the painting business? I'll tell you right off the bat, um, I was not supposed to be in the painting business. There's an old saying that says, uh, you don't pick the painting business, the painting business picks you. How many of us have gotten into the painting business from a friend or a relative? Anybody here? Ah, so the saying holds true. Okay, so my journey starts off, I'm 13 years old, I'm with my father on a summer 
uh, summer morning, I hear a knock on my door and the light goes on. Anybody hate getting woken up when the light goes on? Worst way to get woken up. Fan goes off, light goes on. It's time to, it's time to wake up, it's time to work. And uh, you know, I, I, I geared up for my first job with my father and uh, he handed me a roll of blue tape and he said, you're gonna take these baseboards and uh, from there, that was my responsibility on the weekdays uh, in the summertime. And, uh, it was a great responsibility because not only did I get to learn a little bit of work ethic, but I also got to learn the feeling that was created when we finished a painted home. And, uh, Corey, could you help me out? Make sure that's turned back on. That's all right. Okay. So, um, so I, I love the feeling of a painted home, and it, and it really resonated with me, you know, what my dad was really doing. And he wasn't just working, he was transforming not only the space people lived in, but um, their lives in some cases. Who knows what they've been through? And it was just really, it was really an endearing time period. But one thing about my father, he was a journeyman. He was a one-man show. Some of us know some of those types of guys. And he, uh, he, he, he survived off a of word of mouth. And the time period was 2006. Uh, we had just moved down from New Jersey, not too far from here. Um, for a fresh start at life. I was, I was 13 years old at the time. It was my father, my mother, and my sister, and I tell people we threw a dart on the map, and uh, wherever that dart landed is where we landed in Florida because we had no family around us. But it was a fresh start uh, for my sister and I, who was uh, eight years uh, younger than me at the time. And uh, around that time was 2006. Anybody remember an economic event that happened around that time? Okay. Was anybody in business around that time? Okay. So uh, my father was in business around that time, and what was interesting about that time period is uh, normally I was used to working a lot, and then I stopped getting woken up. And uh, you know the response to my dad was, you know, the phone didn't ring, or you know we didn't have a job on the schedule. And, and this 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 response of his became more of a theme, and I stopped working with my father because there was no work to be done. In other words, he didn't really have a book of business that would be calling him, and um, of course the direction of the economy was heading. Uh, in a downward spiral and I remember the feeling of you know anxiety my mother didn't work and she was helping him in the business they were a, a husband and wife team she would answer the phones and you know write up the estimates and he would go do the work I'm sure we've all heard that story and and, and I remember during that time um, the 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 anxiety um, of not having any work uh, in the household it was our dream home that we moved into and at the time um, our fresh start seemed like it was a, a little bit of a nightmare uh, we were relying on food stamps at one point. Uh, my father would frequent the local food banks to make sure that we had uh, food. And uh, substance abuse uh, between my mother and my father became a reality. And I remember that time being in high school. Um, I didn't really have, I didn't really have much. Uh, I didn't really have the ability to impact the situation as much as I liked to. I could just observe. And I remember uh, the first time I was able to find a job. I was 16 years old. And uh, I was 16 years old and I got a job as a busboy. And I'll never forget, I got my first paycheck. It was one day of work, but it was the pay cycle where you get the paycheck, it was mm -hmm. one day. And it was $56. And I remember giving it to my mother and the look on her face telling me, let's go to Walmart and cash that thing. It created something in me. And I don't know what that was, but I know it was something that made me feel as though I could contribute to the situation, I could get us out. And uh, it made me feel empowered. Um, and I remember, that feeling vividly. I remember being able to contribute. And as time progressed, I, I worked in such a way that I wasn't working for myself. I was working for uh, my family. And whenever an opportunity came up, I said, what do I have to do in order to, to take advantage of this opportunity? What do I have to learn? You know, what, what, what skills do I need to know to advance? And 
I don't know if you guys know this, there's an age limit on when you can serve tables because of the alcohol. But I worked out a deal with the servers that they would deliver my alcohol to the table and I would serve the tables at 17 so I could get tips um, to help support my family and create some hope in the environment. As time progressed, I realized that it just wasn't enough and I, I wanted to go to college and things back home were not progressing. The, uh, the substance abuse got worse and you know there were frequent times where my father was in and out of jail and it was my sister, my mother and I. And, uh, and I just remember having just this desire to get us out of the situation. Again, reverting back to our fresh start in Florida, it was, it was everything but that. And I remember working my way up. I went away to college and I, and I told myself I was going to work in such a way that I was going to impact the situation. And then at that time in college, I realized that, you know, not only am I going to go to college full time, taking four classes, I'm actually going to find a job as a manager of a restaurant because I saw stability in that. I saw salary. So what I did was is I found a job as a manager of a restaurant. I started off as the assistant manager. And then I worked my way up to general manager at the age of 20. And I remember three months into being a general manager, I got a phone call that changed my life forever. My father called me and said, Tammy, your, your mom has stage four lymphoma cancer. And, uh, and, and we caught it pretty late. And I just remember the feeling of helplessness. You know, I'm working my way up and trying to do everything I possibly can to get my family out of the situation. And I just remember at that time, you know, I just remember every possible scenario that I saw myself in in, 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 in life, you know, I was just wiped out by the news. So six months go by and I, and I, and I told myself, you know what, I'm going to keep trying. I went and actually quit the job as a general manager and I started selling cars because I realized the time that I was taking away from my family was more valuable and I had to find balance. So I started selling cars. Three months into that, I get a phone call my mother passes away. And at that time, the only thing I knew was work. The only thing I knew that, that I could control was how hard I worked when I went to the job and how much money I made. And, and that gave hope back home. My sister looked up to me. She's eight years my, my younger. And, and, and I just knew that there was an impact that I was creating. Uh, but, you know, there was only so much that I could do from afar. But I couldn't stop. I worked so hard up until this point. I'm 21 years old at the time. And I said, you know what, I need more stability, I need more structure. I got a job at a local credit union as a level one loan officer. I worked my way up, I got accolades, national awards for loan dollars, uh, loan dollars loan, and uh, a new branch was opening at the, at, the, at the credit union, and I was offered a full-time position, branch manager opportunity at 22 years old, full salary, $80,000, 401k, full health insurance, every possible thing that anyone would look at and say, you've made it. But there was still a part of me that felt like I needed to go home to my sister because things still haven't progressed the way I thought they would. In other words, I was working in the wrong direction. And there was a part of me that had to make a decision, one of the hardest decisions that I ever had to make. And I knew what that decision was, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. So I remember one time I went outside in my one bedroom apartment. You know, I'm feeling good about what I've created up to this point, but I'm still feeling helpless. And I remember a voice inside. And that voice inside said, go home. And I don't know, any guys hear that voice before? Any you guys know what that voice is? I call it the Holy Spirit for me. You can call it what you want, but for me, that voice was loud and clear. But part of me said, go where? What do you mean go home? I'm home. I'm sitting here with my dog outside on the front porch. Where do you want me to go? And I knew where I needed to go. I needed to go back home to Citrus Springs, Florida with my father and my sister. After I had just built so much, which was about an hour away, I had to throw away every possible thing that I worked for up until that time to go home. And I knew what I needed to do. I needed to start a painting business to get my dad off the couch, to get him clean, to help him be sober, to get him out of this rut, to, to, to inspire my family, to give him hope. 
Anybody remember the decision you made to quit your job and start your business? <laughs> Man, that was, that was crazy. So, I got good news. I got really good news. I took the leap. That's my dad there. That was our first job. Got him off the couch. He's back doing what he loves. He's back doing what he taught me how to do. But this time, it was on different terms. This is our first crew. It's my dad here. First crew. And what I learned was, as I was going through the process of owning a business, that, that there's something special about what I did. I just wanted to be able to formulate it. Because I took a leap that some people would think is crazy. $80,000, full health insurance, 401k, benefits, everything that you could possibly look at and somebody say you've made it. And I looked at that and I said, well, that's the hardest decision that I was ever going to have to make in business. <laughs> so if I just do the same thing that I just did in every other area of my business, then what will happen? So I'm going to show you guys a couple pictures here. This is some more work that we've done. Got me there, and some people ask me, they say, say, Tanner, do you paint? I said, I used to, and that's proof. So if anybody asks you, <laughs> I, did, oh, yeah. I did paint. See the, see the paint on, see the paint? I'm too messy, I had to do estimates, but I did paint. A couple other guys there. And this is where my business is now. So we're here in 2022. I got 12 employees, over 156 reviews on Google, wrapped vehicle, and what was once one of the hardest decisions I had ever made that turned into something that changed my life forever. And I know you guys know what that feels like if you started a business. <clears throat> so I don't know if you guys know this, and some of you who don't know me, you don't know this. So I, I, I coach contractors, but I'm a little bit different. I do not like structured coaching. I do not ask for money for coaching. I do what's called a business breakthrough session. I've done 250 of them. I've sat with 250 contractors one-on-one, -on -one, and part of me did it because, first of all, I love to give, but the second part of me did it to understand the patterns. And the patterns to me are pretty, pretty simple. It's hard for me to comprehend how many people don't give themselves enough credit for what they did when they started their business. Essentially, I look at somebody that tells me, Tanner, I can't find help. And I say, well, what do you mean you can't find help? There's no good workers out there. Well, I said, what do you mean there's no good workers out there? Well, no one will do it like me. I said, what do you mean no one will do it like you? Have you thought about training them? Well, that's too, that's, you know, that's, that's too hard. It's too risky. I don't want to risk my business. And in other words, what they're telling me is that they're surprised that they even, that they even made it here. In other words, they're, they're surprised they started a business. They're surprised that they got to where they got to. In other words, they're, they're, they, they didn't expect the success. They're just happy to be where, they at, where they're at and they stay there. So today's talk is about how we can make powerful decisions in business and how we can utilize the same muscle that you use when you start your business to take quick, swift action, make powerful decisions that can impact not only yourself, your family, and of course your business and the people that work for you. So this is something that I'd like to bring Corey in on. Corey, your shop here, this beautiful shop that we all sit in. When you were thinking about getting a shop, was it scary? Yeah. There were some thoughts that went through Corey's mind. I'm sure a lot of us here have went through or are going through. How many of us have a shop where we spray cabinets? Raise your hands. Okay, hands down. How many people here wish they had a shop where they could spray cabinets? So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to tell you exactly why you haven't done it. Number one, what if I can't make that payment? What if I don't get enough jobs? 
What if I'm not really that good? What if the economy crashes? And I'm sure the only regret that Corey has at this point, after seeing all of you people here and what she's created up until this point is, is that true? So why don't we make powerful, passionate, consistent, bold decisions? Number one, we're afraid of ourselves, guys. We're afraid of ourselves, and we call those limiting beliefs. Number two, we're afraid of growth. Why? Because growth forces us to change. Naturally, we don't want to change. Number three, fear of, fear of failure. You know, that's, that's a big fear for a lot of people. But what I've come to realize, and this is through making big, powerful, bold decisions that make me feel uncomfortable, is that there's only two possible outcomes. This is it. And I'm going to prove this to you. So some of you might be looking at it like, yeah, sure, Tanner, failure exists. No, I'm going to prove it to you. Success, you can succeed or you can learn. That's it. After you make a bold decision, something's going to happen. You're either going to succeed or you're going to learn from it. Now, what you do after you learn from it, that's one thing. But I'm telling you, the result immediately is you either succeed or you learn. Failure is not a result. It's an opinion. Remember that. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you guys through what I call the powerful decision cycle. For the last five months, I've been trying to get this to where you guys can understand it. And you might be thinking, well, what do you mean? Well, I wanted to get it to a point where I could fit it on one screen. So you're going to see that here in a second. And it actually took me until yesterday at 9 o'clock at night to get this thing on one screen. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's dive into it. So the art of powerful decision-making. Let's talk about some impactful business decisions, guys. They fall into one of four categories. We're either scared to invest, we're scared to hire, we're scared to fire, we're scared to expand, and we're scared, we're scared to systemize. That's it. It's going to fall into one of those four categories. And my goal today is for us to identify whatever we're afraid of and then essentially make it look silly. So here's some pretty scary decisions that some of us have went through, some of us are currently going through, and some of us are about to head into. Number one, getting a shop. This is a pretty scary decision for some of us, and we just identified that here with a show of hands. Number two, hiring to replace yourself. How many of you guys have actually successfully went through this powerful decision of hiring somebody to replace yourself when it came to producing work? Raise your hand. How many of you guys wish you could hire somebody to replace you in the production part of your business? Raise your hand. Okay, so find somebody that raised their hand last, and you should find them and talk to them after, after this meeting, maybe tomorrow. Hiring a marketer or a marketing team. Now, why is this scary? Well, it requires, let's go back, an investment. Opening a new location or branch. Why is this scary? Expanding, getting a shop, systemizing, hiring, obviously in our hiring and firing category. So what we're doing, guys, is we're going to identify the fears, we're going to put them right here, and we're going to make them look silly. So let's talk about a couple more. Investing in better products and equipment. How many guys paint cabinets here? How many guys use an electric sander? Okay, not everyone raised their hand. Investing in better products and equipment. I think there's an electric sander company here. <laughs> Investing in better software. This is something I'm passionate about. I believe the software has the ability to not only take more than you can imagine off your plate, but it makes you feel as though your business is 
growing, it's, it's flowing. Legitimizing, getting an accountant, a bookkeeper, payroll, letting people go that are prohibiting growth. Anyone battle the issue of letting the wrong people out of your business? Has anyone went through that before? I have. That's a tough decision. That's one of the toughest in business, is letting the wrong person go. What we're really afraid of is growth. Every single one of those categories is growth. That's it. We're just afraid of growth. Every single one of them. So here's a fact. Your business is either growing or it's dying. That's it. There's no in-between. There's no stagnation period. That's it. It's growing or dying. And if we're afraid of growth, then the opposite is obviously your business is not growing. It's dying. There's no in-between. So as we continue on our powerful business decision cycle, the next part of our journey is confidence. So how do we make a powerful decision consistently and effectively? Number one, we've got to have an impact mindset. Okay. Number two, we've got to have empowering beliefs. So let's cover them. So typically, guys, whenever we're facing a big decision, I want you guys to think of whatever that thing is in your business. Now, I know everybody has a different one. Some people have a shop. Some people are scared to hire. Some people are scared to let that person go. Some people are scared to invest. Some people are scared to get a shop. Some people are scared to systemize. Whatever that thing is, I want you guys to look at this. If you're asking yourself any of these questions, how much will this decision cost me? How much energy will this decision require me? How much time will this require me? What will I lose, miss out on if I proceed with this decision? What am I risking by making this decision? This is the same mindset that would have kept me in the bank. Because everything about that mindset is about me. That's it. It's about me. And I highlighted them for you so you can see. I didn't change it. I just highlighted it so you guys can see. It's all about me and I. That's it. Impact mindset's a little bit different. How will this decision impact others? How will this decision impact the growth of our business? How will this decision impact the motivation of our team? How will this decision impact my family? How will this decision impact my employees? How will this decision impact their families? Corey, did you ask yourself this question when you made the investment to this shop? Mm -hmm. It was about impact. Mm -hmm. That's right. So whenever we make bold decisions, whether we identify it or not, we're actually thinking in an impact mindset. Me quitting my job, I had to be in an impact mindset. What mindset are you making your decision off of? So let's talk about my decision. I want to talk about what I would have thought about versus what I did think about. Number one, the cost. I was cost-based. When I coach contractors, anytime they're facing a decision, they don't take action. They're focused too much on the cost. Losing out on the $80,000 salary, losing out on full benefit health insurance, losing out on 401k, losing out on the financial stability I've been aiming for years, losing out on the opportunity to move up the corporate ladder, losing out on the big time management opportunity, sacrificing all of my hard work up until this point. That's the loss mindset, impact mindset. Number one, save my father's life. And what that did was it allowed me to create a must rather than a should. Restore wholesomeness into my household. Create stability for my sister. Create a legacy for my family. Create generational wealth. Create opportunity for others within my business. In other words, the impact outweighed the cost. So for me, it gave me that push, that heroism that I believe I needed in order to make one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. And I utilize the same strategy in every decision when it comes to growing my business. And I believe that impact is the greatest form of currency. Limiting beliefs. I've said a couple of these, but I have to switch gears. What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail at this new system and strategy? What if I lose all of my money and end up broke? What if I overcommit and upset my customers? What if I hire someone and our quality drops? What if I sign a lease and I can't make the payments? 
I think we've all said a few of these. <coughs> Empowering beliefs. What if it does work out? What if I produce better, more efficient quality work because of it? What if this gives me the free time that I desperately desire? What if we become the best in our area because of this? What if we are flooded with customers and leads because of this decision? Guys, the only difference is the context. It all starts with what if, so, so it's even. It's a matter of which one you choose, and that's, and that's what it's about. Let's look at the different limiting beliefs that I had initially and then what I had to transfer to. Number one, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What if I lose my, all my money and end up broke? What if I suck at painting houses? What if I can't sell any jobs? What if my dad and I have a falling out? What if I never get this opportunity to advance in this loan office or opportunity again? What if this is the biggest mistake I'll ever make? And I'm sure we all went through this thought process when we started our business. We all did, it's natural. It's change, it's growth. But then something in you did this. You said, what if, obviously a different story, but what if I save my father's life, restore wholesomeness, create stability, see what I'm capable of. You input whatever it is that empowers you to make powerful decisions, whether it's a better opportunity for your family. And usually, if you dial it in, chances are it's for somebody else, not yourself. Faith and fear both demand you believe in something you cannot see. You choose. So now as we continue on our powerful decision cycle, we have motivation. We've turned shoulds to musts. And I want to introduce you guys to something that I've been a really big fan of lately. It's called my impact tree, and I'm going to show you guys what that is. So this is me. You guys can see. I see the resemblance. <laughs> All right. So this is me. Um, and before I started my business, and, and you guys can input yourselves here, unless you have kids, I, I was single, so a little bit different. But individuals directly impacted by my decision making, one. That was it. When I started my business, I took on the role of making decisions in a way that would impact my father and my sister. This is what happened when I started my business. I kind of stepped in. I took over. My mission was sobriety for my father, and a, and, a, and a household was structured for my sister. So every decision I made from that point forward after starting my business directly impacted their livelihoods. So I'm up to three. My first year in business, I met Angelica, my beautiful wife. Now, I'm in, now obviously, <laughs> pressure's on, right? I have Colton, my crew leader. He has a wife and two kids. And of course, my father and my sister, my individual directing my, directly impacted by my decision making goes up to eight. Second, I'm up to 14. I got two crew leaders, my father, Chris over there. Chris has got his hands full. He's got five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I should change this to double the number. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so putting this into perspective, essentially guys, all of you have an impact tree going on right now. It's a matter of whether you want to look at it or not. Because what I really came to grips with is that every decision I made, whether it was to wake up on time or not wake up on time, it didn't just affect me. It didn't just affect my daughter and my wife. It didn't just affect my crew leaders. But guess what? When they came home from debt, came home to dinner and sat with their families, my mood directly impacted whether or not they were going to have a good meal or not. Does anybody think about that in their business? <clears throat> this is where I'm at today. Okay? It's a lot of people counting on my decision making, but I still make them in a bold way. I don't, I'm not timid because I understand that not only am I making decisions for them, I'm making decisions in a way that directly impacts their growth. And that is directly correlated to my mindset. If I go in each day with a mindset of scarcity, in other words, I go back to my what ifs I can't, then what ifs I can't happen for everybody, not just me. So not only, guys, is this mindset thing about you, 
It's about every single person that is in your business. Anybody interested in making their own impact tree after this? <laughs> you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will come out of it. So as we continue on our powerful decision cycle, here we go. We, we, we identified what the powerful decision was. We had some confidence behind it, but not just confidence. We had impact and empowering beliefs, motivation. We looked at our impact tree. We're building our case against fear. Next step is massive action. That's something only you can control. So this is my recipe for massive action. Number one, do the thing. Number two, embody the decision. Number three, congratulate yourself. Number four, embrace discomfort. Number five, prepare for growth. And number six, expect the result. I told you guys, either way, whatever happens, there's going to be a result. It's all about what you interpret it as. Next thing is the impact awareness. And whenever I think of quitting or going back. In other words, whenever I make a decision to let someone go and then a week goes by and we're low on production and I think about calling that person, I think about everyone that's going to be impacted if I go back on my decision. In other words, every time I go back on my decisions or don't make one, I lose credibility with my team and that's something that I'm not willing to give up no matter what I got to do. What type of impact are you making? I'm going to give you a quick story. Chamel. Chamel started off as an entry level painter. He came to me. We sat down at Starbucks. I said, what do you want, man? And I ask everybody this because I need more motivation than just my own endeavors. I'm, a, I'm good. You know, I've made the money. You know, I got a Toyota Camry. I got a nice house. I got a family. I'm good. At this point right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bless everybody. And essentially, what I'd like to know is what are you striving for? What am I knocking on people's door and selling paint shops for? That's important to me. Okay, I want to know who I'm hiring, what the motivation, the collective motivation of the team is. And Chamel said, I've been with my wife for 15 years, and I owe it to her that I get her a house. And I said, awesome, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I possibly can to get you in a position to get a house, but you got you to do something for me. you got to show up every day with an attitude that this business is your business, and I'm providing you a vehicle to help you get to your goal. How does that sound? And it only took Chamel two years to become one of my project managers. I put him on a salary, and he just sent this to me, actually, April 13th, just in time for this event here. I said, it's a fit. He, he said, he's funny. He said, it's official, like stripes on shirts and a whistle. If you don't get that, it's about a sports reference. <laughs> so let me see that pic. And I had no clue that I'd be using this picture. This is just, for me, this is just something I wanted to see personally. He sent me keys to his first house. Okay? And for me, that's what it's about. In other words, I look back on all my decisions and I say, I made bold, powerful decisions. And those bold, powerful decisions needed to be made in such a way and, and with so much strength that I had to do it not only for myself, but for the people that work under me, what else can I do? So when an opportunity or opposition comes my way, I'm not thinking about if I can do it. Because if I do that, then chances are I'm probably going to doubt myself. But if I think in a way that how is this going to impact somebody else, there's some courage that, that comes above me and on top of me that just makes me, makes me take action. So essentially after we identify our impact awareness, in other words, that time period between action and result, which many people look at as a, as a stagnation period. And you can look at this in any decision in your life. And essentially, if we expect fast, rapid results, we're not going to get them. It takes time. Essentially, we're going to get that result. And guess what happens when we get a result? Whatever that result is, guys, you're going to get confidence, you're going to get a reference, and you're going to get experience. That's it. You're going to get those three things. Now, when you have confidence, can you make the same decision again? Do it again in a certain manner, a little bit different than the way you did it before? Sure. If you have a different reference, you might do something differently. And now, of course, you have the experience. 
But what happens when we get an unfavorable result? In other words, we, we do the thing, right? We hire the person. We think this is finally the opportunity for us to get out of the production, right? We found that perfect person, and, and they sung a great song, and we get them into our shop or into our world, and it doesn't work out. This is why most people don't make bold decisions, because they think that my powerful decision cycle stops right here. They, they think that this thing here called failure exists. In other words, they don't continue. There's more. But they stop right here. I'm going to show you guys what I mean. In other words, if I replace the stop sign with the rest of the journey, they're going to learn. They're going to refine. They're going to repeat. That's going to give them momentum. And they're going to go back and make another powerful decision. The idea is to keep making decision after decision after decision after decision without the idea that you're failing. Instead, you're growing, you're learning, you're gaining experience. In other words, you're building such a momentum. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm riding the same momentum at this very moment that I did when I quit my job as a busboy. And that was 11 years ago. And if we get a favorable outcome, guys, you know what it is, impact. And that's what we're here for. Once we achieve impact, Chanel got his house. Let's do that again. Build some more momentum, go into the next decision even better. So I believe that as business owners, we have not only an opportunity to master our mindset, but focus on the skill set of decision making. I want to thank you guys, and, and before I go, I did decide to bring my father here. He's sitting in the back. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? I hope you got a lot out of that Impact 2022 speech that I did. And uh, before you head out, I'm going to throw in a pro spotlight for drip jobs just in case you're on the fence or maybe you want to hear about how other contractors are using drip jobs to elevate their business, elevate their brand, and take their company to the next level. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Chris Rodriguez. Um, he's here to share a little bit about drip jobs and what it's been doing for him. Um, I'll start off by saying, just give me some raw, authentic thoughts about it, man. What's it doing for you? Honestly, it's been huge for us. Um, the biggest thing I've found is how much free time I've gotten now. Like, it's opened up a lot of time, not only in my business, but in my personal life. So that's been huge with, like, the automation, with follow-ups and things like that. And also on top of that, too, you know, the experience that it gives our customers, you know, how professional it looks from the beginning all the way to the end. You know, we, we really pride ourselves in the experience that we give to our customers too. So it's been perfect for us. You getting any feedback from your customers about it? Oh yeah. Tons. Every time, like, I feel like three out of every five customers, you know, come back to us and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe like how professional that was. Or, you yeah. know, you got back to us so quick, like the system's so cool and easy. Yeah, it makes it easy. You know, one thing that we we try to do is connect you to the customer in a way that where you almost feel like we work for you, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. how it is, you know, and, uh, you know, that's cool, man. So you have the, uh, so you have the automation set up. What is the, um, you know, what what is the feedback in terms of the automated drips after you send a proposal out, right? So like you send a proposal out, drip job shoots out, drip messages for the course of like a month. Have you won any jobs from it? Are people responding to them at the very least? <clears throat> Yeah, I, to I totally have. Um, I've actually, it's funny, it works so good that sometimes I forget about jobs that we've sent out and then I get a message back from somebody. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I found that a lot of uh, people have been responding back. We've been getting a lot more jobs from that. And that's where we really were lacking before drip jobs. When Before you signed up for drip jobs, I think you probably heard about it, right? Yeah. It was, there was some apprehension, of course, new software. What is a piece of advice you have to anyone that I show this to or, or put this soundbite into uh, to them? Maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they think they have a good system. They're using Joist or uh, some of the other estimating software. Yep. What advice you'd give to them? Yeah, that was, uh, that was totally me. Um, I was using one of those cheaper softwares. I was on the fence, you know, a little more money smaller business you know do we really need something like that and i'm in the mindset now that it's the total opposite like if you're a smaller business like you definitely need something like this that's what i said yeah it it definitely um because i'm like an owner operator so i'm still in the field so it's like almost impossible to work all day and give back to everybody yeah so you know implementing this has been huge it saves so much time for us like it's a no-brainer i think if you're on the fence, definitely do it, and you'll thank Tanner and myself later. <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. Are you sending the uh, booking link to people that call you? I am now. I saw that you did that, and I was like, "Oh, that geez. button there! You saw we put the button there." No, I didn't see the button. There's a button. Yeah, on the on the app, it says "New Request" at the bottom. Yeah. And all you gotta do is tap it, punch in the number, and it shoots them a text message with your link. Oh wow. See, that, yeah. that's another thing I love about it, too. It's like it starts off it's a great system, but you keep improving it and it just yeah, gets better and better and better. Bringing it. And I love that because it's so easy. And, and just for anyone listening, what that does, someone calls you typically like it used to be. All right. What's your first name, last name, email, phone number, address? And you're trying to get all this information. You write it down somewhere. Or you type it in your calendar. But now we just give you a link to send them and they fill it out. It goes into drip jobs in the right spot creates an appointment request and sends them a text and an email in seconds. And uh, you can get back to doing what you're doing and you being an owner operator right now, you're in a vehicle, you're probably going to estimates or checking on a job. Like you don't have time for all that, man. So, you know, that's cool. I'm glad it's it's working. Yeah, dude, it, it works so good. I think when we met at the PC, I kind of told you, like I was on vacation with my family, you know, at Disney world, about to get on a ride with my daughter and two leads came in. Normally, you know, I have to call them back real quick. I got on the ride with her, got off, and Drip Jobs already followed up with them, and they booked both the appointments. You oh, know? man, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that time to me is invaluable. That's huge, because you would have had to say, hold on, I got to go take care of these leads real quick, because you know you were getting charged for them. Right. And you had to step away from your family in that moment called them now if they didn't answer you would have had this feeling like damn like i got us now that would have been on your head yeah exactly well time i've been there um yep. and then this thing followed up with them instantly it's almost like you had an office admin in the office while you were at disney <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> and uh yeah. it was handling business for you and uh you didn't yep. have to text her or him to be like uh hey follow up with that lead <laughs> yep exactly so that that right there is just the value is crazy like it's priceless there is one of the best testimonials i've ever heard and i've been doing this sort of system for a while but when it became drip jobs that was a good one right there man i appreciate it yeah no no problem man it's i love it (laughs) thank you brother for your support anyone listening to this please take heed to chris's advice he was most in most cases just like you i think he has a business breakthrough that you could go listen to on the podcast somewhere but thanks bro i appreciate you yeah no problem
Amen.